0: We're talking about Fannie Willis was supposed to be on the stand again today. Uh, She did not take the stand again today. Uh, The state decided not to call her back up. Uh, There are a lot of questions, though, uh, that uh, have now been raised based on what she testified to yesterday Um, and what she did not testify to yesterday. She could not. Uh, for example, provide any kind of proof that she has this hoard of cash. There was no proof presented or offered. They they tried to uh, get records and she uh, blocked that effort. So, and why that's important is because they're trying to, which by the way, even if she gets removed from the case, the case doesn't go away. They're just going to put different, prosecutors in there which is kind of weird to me that they're fighting so hard to remain on the case when you can get recused uh just for the appearance of uh conflict but this was her campaign right she ran on a on a platform of getting trump and so this is uh her doing that um and she's become uh you know very popular uh you know famous and infamous if you will i mean a lot of people don't like her and that was somebody was asking about all the death threats um i got a hang on, i got an email about that let's see uh do you know what uh willis's dad fanny willis's dad was talking about when he referred to all of the death threats that he fanny and his grandchildren received I'm curious as to why they were receiving all of those threats. I would advise her to steer clear from any personality contest for a while too. Um yes, uh she did not I, I didn't I did not think she um she presented herself very well as an officer of the court. But I know I'm a bit, you know, uh old school, uh, maybe uh, I I've, you know, standards that I expect people to behave a certain way in public or in court, you know, especially if you are, uh, you know, the elected district attorney, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, there were there were a lot of death threats, she said, uh, and her father testified this morning. He confirmed that, um, that, yeah, they had received a lot of death threats, and uh, he said that somebody had, you know, graffitied their house, um, all in connection with this case, with the Donald Trump case. Right. I mean, she ran on a platform of getting Trump. She won and then proceeded to go after Trump and all of these other people. And so that has that has inspired a backlash against her from supporters of Donald Trump. Right. Obviously. Um, so that's that, that. And it forced her to to leave the home. So she moved out of the out of her house. She still pays the mortgage on it. She still owns that house. But uh, that's the South Fulton House she keeps referring to it as. But she has been – she's had to move around, she said, like four or five times because of the threats. And she has a security detail with her um, virtually at all times. And, of course, because she has all the cash, you know. So, All right, so – Today was, this is from Ed Morrissey. Today was supposed to provide Willis her turn to explain herself. Instead, it may be that her team decided that putting her on the stand was a disaster that needed to be stopped, regardless of the potential benefits. That's a case of closing the barn door after the horse has already bolted. And did it ever? The theory behind this motion is that Fannie Willis appointed Nathan Wade and paid him more money, exorbitant fees, paid him more money uh, than she paid others. She claimed that she paid them all the same, but that's not true. Um, But this is the accusation, is that she paid him more money, and then she personally benefited from those funds in the form of gifts and travel. She claims um, that she paid him back for all of that, so she did not get any benefit, but she can't prove it. And in her words, simply stating what I just stated, that's proof. That's witness testimony, and that's proof, she said. Again, this is the district attorney, (laughs) right, who cannot provide any evidence that she withdrew cash to pay Nathan Wade while they were traveling around the world and all this. Well, I mean, they went on three. They went on three trips. Oh, they also mentioned Charlotte. She would come up to Charlotte. So I don't know if she's. Well, she's probably not here today. But she said she would come up, and she said she can't go out to eat anywhere in Atlanta because she is now you know recognized, and for good or bad, and you know, trust me, I know what that's like. But no. Uh, I mean, to a much lesser extent, yes. No, <laughs> but seriously, the, uh, the, the she and her uh, friends. Uh, the testimony was that she would go and uh, you know travel uh, to Tennessee or South Carolina, uh, or she said she came to Charlotte a couple times. She would just drive up and hang out here, see her sister. I think maybe lives in Charlotte. So anyway, um, the theory is that she benefited with these trips. Um, That she did not pay Wade back. And there's no proof that she ever did except their testimony. They claim that she paid him back. Right. They both admitted that they did not disclose the relationship as they were required to. And she admitted yesterday that, yes, she had violated the prohibition on receiving gifts as a public official If the value is cumulatively over a hundred dollars. So yes, she, she acknowledged that she violated that. I mean, she didn't say, yes, I violated that, but she, in in describing like, oh, I don't know how much, like, you know, never more than a hundred dollars at one time, but he's paid for her meals. They go out to eat and, you know, I'll get the check or he'll get the check. It's not like we kept a ledger. True enough but you are a public official, right? And you've hired him using the public funds to prosecute this case. And he had no prior experience. That's one of the other things, right? He he didn't have the expertise that one would think you would need in order to try a case of this importance and complexity There's like, you know, seven defendants and one of them is the former president, right? Like. Of all the people that you could have brought in on the case to lead this thing, why him? Oh, so now it's because, what, you were dating and he was taking you on trips? This is the nature of the allegation. So it becomes important to now determine when did they start dating and what does that mean? And so now you're getting into the details of, like, when do you think that this moved from personal friendship into a romantic relationship and one of the lawyers asked her that about when did it become a romantic thing and she's like oh you just want to know about the sex and and he's like like that's not that's not what i'm asking at all i mean a romantic relationship can be holding hands kissing right like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh sexual congress right doesn't have to be that when did when did the when did it change though because if you're funneling money to him and you're not disclosing any of this stuff like this is the nature of the conflict he's a prohibited person quote unquote under the rules and here's the key they lied about it right they in filling out the forms they never said that we uh, that we have this conflict they they omitted it and they've been omitting it during the relationship and all the way up until they got exposed in a court uh filing which came out of his divorce proceedings because he's been married all this time. And when asked about that question that he said, no, he has not had any affairs. That was a lie because, but he says it wasn't in his mind because his wife cheated on him in 2015. The marriage was bait was effectively over. He said the marriage was over in 2015, but he being an attorney knows you are still married. And so when, you're still in the house. They stayed in the same house together. Nobody left. But, like, he you may have considered the marriage over in 2015, but you are still legally married. I'm not sure that they did themselves a whole lot of favors yesterday. Um, yeah, Joe Biden gave uh, some comments and, like, just froze for a good 30 seconds. Just, uh, uh, so that that happened. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah. Hang on. Here we go.
1: I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking, but let me be
0: clear. All right. So about uh, about 12 seconds or so. Not 30. Not 30. It's 12 seconds. It felt like a long time, though. He's just staring ahead. <sighs> He's doing the squinty thing. And, uh. Anyway, uh, good world, uh, good address to the world there, Mr. President. Um, let me read some emails here. This is, oh, so I have a couple here from Ben. Um, I'll, I'll read them all together. Um, let's see here. He started at about twelve twenty. Um, I thought what Fannie Willis did was admirable. She answered the question to where they could not bottle her up. Also, her testimony was so good that they didn't call her back today because they know they had nothing on what they were trying to present. Hashtag Trump must face her in court. All one word. Um, Okay, so then uh, Ben sends another email about 10 minutes after that one and says, Pete, normally you're a really smart guy. I don't know what show you're listening to but uh but i think you're looking at this the wrong way the issue was not if she slept with the guy but it's all about the timing and whether it has something to do with donald trump's prosecution but again i like the r and the d you can only see what you want to see out of something uh yeah i thought i was pretty clear on like on what the Case is about what this hearing was about. I thought I was pretty clear on that, and you know, I I don't even think that uh, that she's going to get booted. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I'm looking at some of the uh, the legal experts, and they make the case that she you know some are saying that she should, and some are saying that uh, she doesn't have to. Um, and then the last email. Uh, is it the last one? Yeah. The last email from Ben, about 10 minutes after that one, says, uh, your show is sounding like the good old boys country club available today. I don't know what that means. The good old boys country club available today. Right. Um, I don't know what that means either. It's sounding like the good old boys country club. Okay um why because we think that she did not acquit herself well um obviously ben uh has a different opinion and i saw this opinion expressed all over social media where you know people were yes queen you know they were like celebrating oh yeah you know strong black woman thing and all of that yeah yeah I, i saw all of that too um which i think is a bit of privilege no there's a certain amount of privilege because if somebody else went up there and did that kind of a performance, I don't think the judge would have put up with it. In fact, I know the judge would not because the judge didn't put up with something that one of the other lawyers did off camera. I don't know what it was, but he said, you do that again and you'll be removed. And so he just did something that was off camera. I don't know what it was, but the judge had no tolerance. He He would he was constantly um getting the uh, the lawyers to move along he gave the defense attorneys very limited uh leeway in in their line of questioning i think appropriately so um you never uh, as a judge you never want to have the lawyers trying the cases to be called to the stand in the case right you that you don't want that to happen and and this thing is now you know full blown circus and most judges don't prefer that right um anyway so uh willis had an explanation for the allegation that she was receiving these uh these gifts at taxpayer expense um she said she keeps large sums of cash at her house at all times and that she reimbursed uh her then boyfriend uh nathan wade as they went along on the trips from that stash the defense attorney ashley merchant Uh, pressed her on whether she had any bank records for any withdrawals for the case, but Willis insisted that the cash did not come to her through the banks, that she was always just taking a little bit here and there from her grocery uh, checkouts. Instead, she said she kept thousands of dollars from contributions to one of her election campaigns, which is seemingly an admission of an entirely new reason why you might disqualify her from the case. Again, don't know if the judge will actually do that. And even if he does, even if he boots these two off the case, another prosecutor can just pick it up and continue. So here's the key. It delays. It delays until uh, it delays the start of the uh, of the case of the trial. Right. And that means uh, you can drag it out past the election. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency in Waynesville, and always at CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? I have more audio. Let me get to uh, some of this. Uh, fanny Willis on the stand yesterday. Uh, did not go back up there today as uh, they said they were going to call her. The state was going to uh, let her, uh, you know, speak her truth, if you will. Uh, but apparently they feel like uh, either she did enough damage already uh, or she uh, totally acquitted herself very well yesterday. Not sure. I mean, I'm sure I, I know what they will say, but I don't know if they would lie to us. Well, they would lie to us, but I don't know if they're like they're just secretly like let's not put her back on but it's their boss so i don't know i mean it's got to be her call no because they were they were trying to quash the whole thing and then she storms into the room into the courtroom yesterday morning all right let's pick up the audio again let me see
2: it's sometime in um i'd say late summer of 2023 but I don't believe me and because um, this is what you're really asking about. This is the salaciousness of all of this, right?
1: No, I'm just uh, asking about your romantic relationship. When you stopped dating.
0: When did I, you stop I, dating?
1: I, I think that me and Mr. Wade,
2: so he's a man. He probably would say June or July. I would say we had a tough conversation in office. So that men in relationships at the end of physical intimacy, women in relationships when that tough conversation
1: takes place. And where, um, when did he come to, I guess the condo, I'm not sure what you called it condo apartment, um, would he come and stay at that condo or visit you there? I'm sorry, visit you there what condo what apartment i want to be clear so not your house i know you classified one as house and one as condo so i'm trying to use those terms so um, but there's been more that, see what you don't understand is because of this case i gotta move and so i Ms. i Mercer, if to, you could ask a more precise question yeah, Yes, please give me the time period mr wade about. visits you at the place you laid your head when has he ever visited you at the place you laid your head so let's be clear because you've lied in this this let me tell you
0: which
2: one you lied in right here I think you lied right here no 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 no, no no this mr. is the truth judge it,
0: this, it, it, it is a lie it we're is gonna, a lie right, you mr say I thank you we're gonna take five minutes Thanks. be back in five all right so the judge not happy not happy they take a recess they come back again this is how she behaved the entire day any attorney that asked her a simple question, yes or no, she would refuse to give a yes or no, but instead would launch into these really lengthy uh, explanations and background. And by the way, um, this is something that congenital liars do. You're aware of that, this tactic? They give you too much detail. Anybody who's, who's ever like interviewed people, Uh, cops know this right they when people give you so many details you go past the point of believability so they come back in and um they resume how often
1: did mr wade visit you at a place where you were living between 2019 and 2021. So You want to start with the lie that he lived
2: with me in, in South Fulton in 2019, a home he's never been to? That's
1: one lie you told in your document. I've, no, Judge, you, I didn't ask her about that.
0: So. Miss Merchant, I want you to ask a very precise question. I think she's saying and answering that he did not live with her, so why don't we break that up it's into smaller parts. Ever.
1: And I, I didn't ask about living.
2: But you put in your, Did, while we're talking about professionalism, no, while we're talking about professionalism, she put in three different documents he lived have with the me. for. she full
1: opportunity to respond.
2: In and filed that with the court. In 2019. He's never been to South Fulton. In 2019, I lived in South Fulton. He has never been to my residence in 2019. Ever. Not once. In 2019, he's never been to your residence, any place. I lived in my home in South Fulton before I started getting the threats that were here, a house I paid for with my own sweat and tears. I'm no longer able to live there. But in 2019, I did, and in the two months of 2019 that I knew Mr. Wade, three months, the beginning of October, all of November, and all of December, Mr. Wade never came to my house in South Fulton. Let me help you out. I lived there in 2020. He never came to my house in 2020, let alone live with me, as you put falsely in these documents. In the first three months of 2021, when I could still enjoy my home, Mr. Wade never came to South Fulton, and it is certainly a lie that he lived with me.
1: So, in 2020, let's, so you said 2019, 2020. Did Mr. Wade ever visit you at a place that you resided? He has
2: never been to my home in South Fulton. 2020 was before I knew that a phone call was going to be made and I was going to have to abandon my home. As a result thereof, he never visited, lived at, came to, or has
1: seen South Fulton. You qualified that with your home in South Fulton? That's where I lived in 2020. 2020, did he ever visit you at a place that you resided? I don't understand. You're going to guy. In 2020, so I lived in South
2: Fulton. Okay. That's the only place I lived in South 12 Fulton. That's before I had to abandon my home, Judge. All right. And at my well, home I in South Fulton, we'll I never, he never came there, okay? So if you don't Mills, come someplace, you can't live there. Ms.
0: Willis, I'm going to have to caution you. That's, this is going to be my the first time I have to caution you. We have to listen to the questions as asked.
1: And if this happens again and again, I'm going to have no choice but to strike your testimony.
0: Mm. So... We need to break this down. Ms. Merchant's question, I believe, is uh, asking whether you lived anywhere other than South Fulton.
2: I did not live anywhere but South Fulton, Georgia in 2020. That Ms. is before I began my prosecution of this case, and i it was my plan to only live there.
1: Did Mr. Wade ever visit you at the condo that you leased from Ms. Yurdy? He visited that condo, yes. He did? Yes. All right. Did he ever spend the
0: night at that condo? No. No. Okay. So the condo here was owned by uh this coworker, uh Robin Yurdy. And uh this is the woman who was Fanny Willis's friend. Um and rented out the place to her. She took over the lease, but Fanny would just pay her directly with a Cash App. Not cash, but with an app plenty of records for that apparently but she says she they're trying to get a timeline here that's what the lawyers are trying to do they're trying to figure out whether this relationship uh, pre-existed his hiring right and for how long and all of that because it's quite clear that she went to great efforts to keep this a secret to keep the relationship a secret um a couple of problems i mentioned the campaign money She claimed that um, cash, when asked about this, uh, this hoard of cash, she says cash is fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of where it comes from, when you go to Publix, you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. It's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like To tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So she said she took out money from her retirement to fund her campaign. So a loan to her campaign, but she kept some of the cash. So that might, yeah, that's conversion of campaign funds, especially in cash could land her in some kind of legal trouble. Most states forbid such personal conversions of campaign funds to anything other than another campaign. Does Georgia allow candidates to simply take the cash home and use it for personal purchases? I doubt it, but we may soon find out. A um, couple of messages along these lines. They think uh, people, uh, people believe that uh, Ben, the emailer uh, must have been watching a different hearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Fannie Willis hearing Biden family business representative Robert or Senator uh, Menendez. Yeah. Uh, many other examples are making me think too many politicians, bureaucrats, and Americans generally don't understand economics and how businesses are built and wealth created. They just look for the grift or scam, uh, that can get them paid and try to cover it up for as long as possible. This also applies to entry level positions where people expect raises and benefits without actually producing anything. Um, too much detail is a tell for liars, uh, but also for people who are trying to convince you they are more intelligent than they actually are. <laughs> uh, somebody asked uh, wh- where she went to college, and I believe she went to Howard. Uh, I believe that's what she said yesterday. Um but she went to law school at Emory, in Atlanta. I think I think that's correct. Um, second problem that she has is that even if the Georgia law um, allows you to convert campaign money into cash for personal use, and I understand you know where it originally came from, it was her money, right? It was she said she withdrew a chunk of this uh, money out of her. Retirement fund. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if she just converted that to cash, or did she raise other money in addition to the fifty thousand? I, I I don't know. I think there was a different. I think there was a. It may not even be the same election cycle because she says she withdrew the fifty k, and she was quote broke. This according to the book uh, that was done about her, which she claims to have not read, uh, but the. Uh, the funds that she withdrew, the 50K, was from a race that she ran in like 2018 or something. And she lost that case, as I understand it. Um, So the problem here is that even if Georgia law allows the personal conversion of campaign cash to personal use, it does raise the issue about her income tax status then. That cash would have to be reported to the IRS and Georgia's Revenue Office as income Did she report that cash and did she pay taxes on that cash? Maybe, but we also heard that she had a tax lien on her house. It was like a $4,500 tax lien on her house. And the defense attorneys made a point uh, that she had not repaid that lien while she was paying cash to Nathan Wade to reimburse him for their trips. She was spending all of that money from her cash stash. She was using that to pay him back, but didn't use it to pay the county tax office. So, like, what's the deal with that? Um, During this period, that Willis claimed to be reimbursing Wade through her cash stash or hoard, as one of the defense attorneys put it, which then prompted her to say, "What did you say? What?" Oh, I thought you said something else. Yeah. The cash explanation might just work, according to former prosecutor Philip Holloway. Uh, He wrote a Fox News column on this. He said Willis and Wade testified in lockstep with each other that Willis reimbursed her lover in cash. Untraceable, undocumented, cold, hard cash. Fannie Willis is either a terrible witness or a brilliant witness, depending on how you see things. But she is likely to nevertheless prevail on this issue. Why? Because the judge may be stuck with her claim that she repaid Wade in cash. Now, Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com, he says that it would be ironic to let her off the hook for passing cash around in manners more commonly seen in RICO cases, Just so that she can prosecute a RICO case that doesn't actually allege any financial benefit to the conspiracy. (laughs) Right. This is she's using the RICO law. As for Holloway's final point, Willis's, you know, I'm a black woman defense to all allegations, which is what she did as well. um, It may go a very long way in proving just how much Willis wants to poison the jury pool on the basis of race. So there's that going on. Um, Gary says, uh, oh, yeah, Ben has been reading too much anti Trump fan fiction. Um, And Gary reports getting the AM signal in Polk County on a mountain, working on a D cell battery radio with no phone signal at all. Who needs streaming? There you go. Thanks, Gary. All right, stick around. After the news, Don Brown in studio.